a member of the DATC media family. This is Dropped Among This Crowd, a podcast that dives into the music and community of improvisational progressive rock band, Humphreys McGee. Each episode will feature a rotating schedule of insightful show recaps, interviews with members of Team UM, as well as musicians who have been inspired by the band. This is your place for the latest news and happenings in the world of Humphreys McGee, keeping you informed on what's going on or where you can catch the next show. I'm your host, Sarah J. Thanks for joining me as we dive in. Are you prepared for what comes next? Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me for this week of Dropped Among This Crowd. I'm your host, Sarah J. I hope that you were able to check out last week's episode where we finished up the five-night run on the West Coast with the shows on February 25th at Brooklyn Bowl in Las Vegas, Nevada, and February 26th at Innings Festival in Tempe, Arizona. There is a link in the show notes where you can give that a listen if you missed it. This week on the show, we're going to dive into the four nights in the Pacific Northwest, March 2nd at Midtown Ballroom in Bend, Oregon, March 3rd at McDonald Theater in Eugene, Oregon, March 4th at the Showbox in Seattle, Washington, and March 5th at Crystal Ballroom in Portland, Oregon. Very excited to get into these shows with you guys. And just before we really dive into it, I will say that I thought the weekend was all tens across the board, no splash. Before we get into that, some quick news for you. Two Bayless shows were recently announced. The Dubious Brothers, as it's billed, Bayless will be joined by Jamie Shields, keyboard player for The New Deal. Two nights of electric and acoustic covers, improv, and jokes. May 12th at Martyrs in Chicago and May 13th at Kenny's Westside Pub in Peoria, Illinois. Tickets for the show at Martyrs are on sale March 31st at 10 a.m. And the tickets for the show at Kenny's Westside Pub are already on sale. You'll find a link for both of those in the show notes. Quick shout out to the folks that have set up their times to chat for We've Come So Far, the very awesome new project coming from DATC Media. Excited to get started working on this in the next couple weeks. Again, if you signed up and did not receive an email, check your spam folder. I had a couple folks tell me that that's where they found it. And when I've sent emails, they come to my spam folder. So check there. And if you don't see it, because we all get a shit ton of spam emails, Just reach out to me and I will get you the link to schedule your time. Also, street team people, I sent out an email last week just letting you know that I have your info and a welcome letter and promotional materials will be coming in the next few weeks before the band hits the road again. 
Um, I can't think off the top of my head, but I think there's a few people that are doing those first few shows. Um, the Florida run and the Southeast run in April, Texas, um, for sure too. I'm working on some really fun promotional materials right now, designing them and getting them ordered and stuff. So there will be more information coming. Um, but just to let anybody know who signed up, I did get your info. Stuff is coming in the future. Again, if you did not get an email, check your spam folders. If you're interested in being a part of We've Come So Far or the Street Team, head to datcmediacompany.com for more. And you can always reach out to me with any questions as well. And don't miss the new weekly live show on YouTube hosted by yours truly, Wrapped Around. Just a quick 20-minute rundown of the week's news from DATC Media and Umphreys. Check that out every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern on YouTube. Link in show notes or, you know, just go on YouTube and type in DATC Media. It'll pop up. You can also watch all of the other episodes that I've done. Um, there's a couple weeks, maybe like four weeks at this point. Um, and so you can watch the past episodes that I've done of that as well. Also, this month's archival release on Nugs, this dropped on March 25th, night two of last year's Iceland run, March 26th, and how crazy is it that it was only a year ago? It feels like so much longer, and honestly, sometimes it still feels like a dream. Sometimes it feels like Iceland just wasn't real to me. I don't know. It's so crazy. I mean, I look at my pictures and my friends' pictures and, you know, obviously watching things and listening to the show and it just, it still doesn't seem real that we were in Iceland seeing Umphreys. Like, even still saying it now, it sounds so crazy. And, you know, anybody that's been listening to the show for a little while or knows me or, you know, maybe watched Wrapped Around knows that I've been going through some pretty uh, crazy personal stuff the past year. And so just just to think about that, what everything that's happened since then and personally, professionally, it's so crazy what can happen in a year. And it's also really kind of exciting to think about where I will be in here. So it's, it's kind of crazy to look back and be like, wow, that was, that was only a year. It seems like so much longer ago. Um, but I'm super excited to relive that. I haven't had a chance to go back and rewatch that yet. Um, but check it out. It's free for Nug subscribers. And if you're feeling like you want to check out the podcast episode I did about that amazing once in a lifetime trip and experience episode 194, and also added to Nugs audio from the July 8th, 2003 show at House of Glass in Dunsmere, California, featuring a four-song first set that included an over 30-minute DBK and a stacked second set, second encore, Chris Myers doing drums, yeah, do yourself a favor and for sure give that a listen. 
Lots of folks are very, very happy that they released that show. I'm going to actually listen to that today. Um, I know on Wrapped Around, I said I was going to listen to it that day when I did my workout, but I still had uh, the second set of Portland that I wanted to listen to. So right now I'm in between runs. I got to start working on Aspen. So I'm going to throw this show on today um, just to listen to because I'm super excited, especially that DBK. Um, so definitely give it a listen and seeing this a lot of people were like oh I thought that show was lost I never thought that we'd see it this makes me so excited for what else is gonna come for us with these archival releases so check that out those drop every month on the 25th um and it's only March so some awesome shit is coming for us for sure All right, let's get into these shows this week. Joel made a Nugs playlist containing his highlights from this run called Umphrey's Gold Pack Northwest, P-A-C-N-W. I will throw a link for that in the show notes, and you will also find a link for my ever-evolving 2023 highlights list. First up this week, March 2nd at Midtown Ballroom in Bend, Oregon. The band has played here three times total. Last time, just a couple of weeks before the pandemic took hold, February 26th, 2020. And the Pacific Northwest is actually, you know, they did that run in 2020. Then they did Belly Up and then everything shut down and it was, you know, craziness. And... If I remember kind of the timeline of world history at the same time, I'm pretty sure that Seattle was one of the places where on the news they were talking about it being kind of one of the first places in the U.S. where shit was starting to get weird and and people were positive and everything. And so it was pretty crazy that they were there in the Pacific Northwest when all that was going down. So long time. I mean, three years isn't that long, but when you're talking about this whole thing that happened, um, you know, a, a long time since they had been to the Pacific Northwest. Set one of this show I thought was a nice appetizer for a very full weekend of music, bringing the spaceship in for a landing and embarking into the Lanier. This would venture off on its own slightly after five minutes, really stretching its legs and warming everyone up for the evening. This just about 15-minute linear proved right out of the gate that the guys were ready to bring it for these shows. Like I said, the venues had not been played by the band since pre-COVID, so they were for sure going to rage these nights proper. Moving seamlessly right into educated guests, Speak Up would follow, strutting off very confidently slightly before five minutes. Moving along to the Fussy Dutchman, Wide Open would follow, now played three times. The only Ross Stu song to not be played again yet is Things I'd Like to Lose. Waiting to see when that one will pop up again. And it's interesting that all the other ones have gotten another chance to show themselves since their debut, but that one has yet to see the light of day again. It'll be interesting to see where it comes out um, and 
you know, maybe why the reason is maybe it just hasn't felt right to bring that out again. This first set ending with Kabump, the first song from the evening that found a spot on my highlights list. Stasic making things filthy as it begins to detach itself from Kabump proper, slightly after a minute, venturing off unchaperoned, strutting back into Kabump seven minutes later, dissolving and heading out again, this time blasting off and embarking on an intergalactic dance adventure, taking things to deeper depths of the universe as it continues to dance landing it very nicely back on Earth to close out the first set. Set two, opening with Phil's Farm. This would also find a spot on my highlights list. Very defiantly charging off after four minutes, driving above the speed limit with enthusiasm, cooling its heels just a bit about two minutes later, working itself all up again, busting through the clouds after 10 minutes, venturing through the fog in an almost Middle-Earth-esque way, coming to a rolling stop, putting it back in drive and making its way back into fills. Spires next. This would also find a spot on my highlights list, heading out after five minutes, lacing up those dancing shoes and wasting no time getting into it. A standard succity. Next, followed by Rocker Part 2, Wallet's Worth, Miami Virtue, and Party and Peeps would round out this second set in Bend. And Encore for the Evening, one tune, August. And if you're wanting to dive more into that tune, check out the Umphrey's Wow Show, Episode 2, 3, and 4. Host Rob Turner and Jimmy Knowledge get into the history of August, featuring stories from Stasic and Bayless, as well as a medal round where they choose their gold, silver, and bronze versions, along with yours truly. I did put a, an honorable mention in mine as well. Check that out anywhere you podcast. I just love the two of them on that show. Very excited for them to get into DBK side B. Um, but check it out. That August episode is so great. And it's so much fun to hear Bayless and Stasic share some stories. Hey, Carl, guess what? What, man? Not only is there a Patreon for Dropped Among This Crowd Media, which already is a great way to support, but for those who are getting cold feet and not sure, there's now a 14-day trial. You can see some of the benefits that you get at Patreon. Oh, shut the front door. Some conversations that you don't get on the show. Will and I are about to record a football one. Actually, Carl and I are uh, recording longer and longer interviews. I don't know if they're all going to make the podcast. Mm. But you will always be able to find the full version of the interview. It's a good problem to have. On Patreon, yes. We've we've been talking to some talkers. Yeah, that's for sure. But, you know, there's going to be more more content more and more benefit and gosh dang it just helps sarah create more podcasts there's so many things on the back burner and sherman will be with us every day right sherman sherman's nibbling on my knee right now i miss my birdie (laughs) and as always thank you sarah hey rob what's up carl guess what time it is time for another season of 
ooh on this. That's right. You guessed it. How'd you guess it? <laughs> I don't know, but You're I'm so excited. smart. We just did our first three interviews, and they were lengthy. I can't wait to share them with the audience. We're not afraid to go deep. Uh, we're going to jump into Juniper Tree. We're going to jump into, what was Joel's band's name again? Something Bob. Right? Something Stomper about Bob. Bob. Stomper Bob. Stomper Bob. We're going to go back in time. And we're also Tashi gonna... Station. But we're also going to talk to people like Daniel Donato and Michael Palmasano and, and other folks. And Carl's going to make more mystery songs. And we're gonna he's going to make dishes that relate to the guests. We might even talk about Bigfoot and aliens. Who knows? A lot of food, a lot of conspiracies, a lot of sports, and a whole lot of bullshit. Just, Tune in. Just natural conversation. Nothing forced, nothing scripted. Just real. Real life. Indeed. All right. Let's get back into it. March 3rd at McDonald's Theater in Eugene, Oregon. The band has played at this venue seven times. Again, the last time that they played at this venue, right before the shit hit the fan, February 27th, 2020, this evening would get started with the walkout tune Nipple Tricks, sliding right into I Don't Know What I Want. This would go on a nice little scenic drive. Fenced in next, this Asking for a Friend tune has been played nine times now. A cover of the police's When the World is Running Down, You Make the Best of What's Still Around, covered 47 times total. Last played last year during 420 Fest on April 28th. This would be the first tune from this evening that would find a seat on my highlights list. And I was just talking about something like this with a future guest here on the show. How they take a cover and then expand it, make it their own, but they're still paying respectful and perfect homage to the original artist. This this right here is such a perfect example of that. I love it so much. I've said it numerous times on here how I think that the police are just a great band for them to cover anyways. All parts of it especially Bayless vocally. Um, it just so great for him to do. It's, you know, it's very in his range and his tone and, and everything in terms of vocals. And I feel like lyrically too, a lot of police songs are right on par to, you know, the lyrics that Bayless would write also. Um, but just how they do such a fantastic job covering the original song, but allowing it to stretch, you know, having this canvas to make their own impression on it and have the, you know, oh, that's, you know, very Umphreys. This part of it is very Umphreys, but still paying such respect to the original song and artist. And, you know, that's something that I love about them as well. Um, You know, I've said it many times, they could cover anything, seriously. Um, But they're not going to cover something just to cover it. They're going to do it and pay respect to it and still, you know, put their own little like spice and spin on it. But I just love that. Wizard Burial Ground next, followed by Resolution, delicately wandering off very early on, opening up and gleefully dancing on, but only for a little bit, dabbling back into Resolution proper briefly strutting back out for another stroll around the neighborhood. This would segue very nicely 
very nicely, very nicely into Much Obliged. Like, I even said very nice and shook my head in a very pleased manner the first time I heard this. I might have even done like a, you know, chef's kiss kind of like with my finger, you know, the emoji. Like, you're just like, nice. (laughs) It was such a good segue. And I know I've mentioned it numerous times this year. They've just been killing that. The transition has just been like very seamless. Getting to the gritty of it after three minutes, getting down for a little bit, twinkling apart and slamming right into Miss Tinkles, the final song of this first set in Eugene, dabbling in a little 90s grunge vibe as it heads out about three minutes, shaking that off, and we'd go on a nice little interstellar tour of the galaxy before coming back into Miss Tinkles. Moving along to set two, ripping open with Robot World, detaching and beginning its journey into the unknown. Joel is our pilot as we adventure. Throughout this run, there were multiple moments when Joel would again seal my vote for 2023 MVP. I'm still standing firm in that. Joel has been killing it this year. I don't know what it is, but he's just really been killing it this year. Still my top contender for 2023 MVP. That robot world was just a lot of fun to get down to, so I threw it on my highlights list. Uncommon next. Deciding it would like to take the long way home and stretching its legs a bit after three minutes. I can totally get behind Uncommon comfortably expanding the pieces of our next destination starting to reveal itself the last minute-ish of this, fully dabbling into 40s, slipping into something a little more sexy before three and a half, undressing and revealing a creamy Bayless solo about six minutes later, a full band wait around next, holding on and stretching its legs a little, wandering off into the jungle with some lightheartedness after six minutes, rounding out the second set with a nice DBK Sammy with a little intentions clear stuffed inside, embarking on a funky adventure about five minutes, abandoning the funkiness, opening up and embodying something a little ballsier, working itself into a tizzy, landing into the second half of DBK, falling down the rabbit hole, coming out the other side and strutting off, stomping back into DBK seven minutes later. And I'm going to apologize if you hear barking. The lady next door likes to leave her dogs outside, but I digress. So sorry if you're hearing that in the background. Encore for this evening, one tune, Domino Theory. This would take us on one more adventure for the evening, making sure that anything we had left in the tank was officially exhausted. And I know I've said it many times, Domino Theory is not a song that I used to like, but it's definitely grown on me, and I love the jam vehicle that it is. Next up, March 4th, 
at the show box at the market in Seattle, Washington. A lot of folks are putting this on the short list for show of the year. I did throw it on there to see how it stacks up um, to what I have on there already and what's to come this year. The band has played at this venue 10 times, but hasn't graced this stage since March 15th, 2018. And fun fact, this is the first time that the band has played a sold-out show in Seattle. Which was kind of surprising to me, but it's true. Getting things started with You Got the Wrong Guy, this would in time reveal itself as a stuffed 1348 sandwich. This first half would stretch its legs a little, about two and a half minutes in wandering for a few minutes before leaving 1348 in the dust for now, putting its attention on the next tune half delayed, followed by Ordinary Times, the fourth time this one has been played, a meaty standalone bridgeless next, Stasic unleashing some serious fat bass bombs as we creep our way into the jam after six minutes, I kind of envisioned that it was like the soundtrack for a sinister jazzy detective. You would hear that, you know, playing in the background of some show or movie or something. Confidently sauntering off, Stasic dropping more fat bass bombs with that effect again, about three minutes. And this is one of those moments I can just visualize, like I can see Stasic's face when I listen to that part and I know there are folks listening who know exactly what I mean especially when you've seen so many shows and I was just talking to a friend of mine about this how I started seeing this band in 2007 which is what like 16 years and how much Stasic has improved in that time his playing his his tone his just everything about him being a bass player in Umphreys has improved over that time I remember when I first started seeing them that was kind of one of the only things I said was like you know they're oh they're bass player I feel like you know he could he could maybe step it up a little and no dig to Stasic at all I mean he's an he's an amazing bass player anyway um but you know just watching him progress over the years and and become more of a master in his craft over those years um and you can tell that he's invested a lot of time and energy and effort into his playing and of course doing what he's done with Doom and and with Death Kings and having these other bands and ways of playing when he's with those bands. Um, you know, he's bringing that to Umphreys and it's been really incredible and quite an honor to, you know, watch him progress and, and grow and mature as a bass player. Um, so this is kind of one of those moments where I think of that. Back to this bridge list, <laughs> this would absolutely lose its mind and work itself all up slamming back into Bridgeless. Draconian next, and I'm sure it's no surprise to hear that this found a spot on my highlights list, disrobing and embarking on its adventure about four and a half minutes. 
this is one of those jams where you're just lost inside of it, transports you to another time and place. Those jams that you forget that we were in Draconian to even start, and you just also forget all of the bullshit in your world for a minute. So here for it. Even every time I talk about Draconian, I get goosebumps. I just, oh, I love it. <laughs> Rounding the corner slightly before 11 and a half and spreading its wings real wide, sights back on Draconian. Love that build back in, that anticipation, filling your body with so many emotions and. Oh, I'm telling you, every time I just think about it, my just my whole body, I just love Draconian as a whole anyways, but that building, when you know they round that corner out of the jam and you know that it, it's coming. Those lyrics are coming and it's just that build and that anticipation. Oh, I just love it. I love this tune so much. And like my buddy Adam says, you know Sarah's going to love a set list if there's a Draconian on there. And he's not wrong. It's definitely one of my favorite Ross Stu songs. I mean, obviously what we got this past year. If you want to hear me go on and on about that again, listen to the Ross Stu episode. Um, but Draconian is, is up there as one of my favorites. Um, you know, Den, obviously, too, but Draconian is such a powerful song. It's one of those that's going to be like one of their iconic songs, I think. It's just, it's incredible. I could probably do a whole episode on how much I love Draconian. <laughs> anyway, back to the show. Small Strides next. This one enjoys a nice scenic drive. Making a brief pit stop in the southwest before Joel blasts off to space about six minutes. Jake hanging on to that southwestern vibe underneath, kind of like a space cowboy thing going on with those two mixed together. And the conclusion of 1348 creeping in to close out the first set in Seattle. Set two opening beautifully with glory. Puppet string next. This would detach and blast off on its own slightly after four minutes, cooling its heels and embodying a metallic -y vibe as it leaves puppet string in the dust and wanders out the door, floating off slightly and landing in the next tune, Pure Saturation. That tune just feels like the ultimate good morning song for me. I don't know what, what it is about it, but it's just like. I would want that to be like my alarm, you know? We'd see the conclusion of that puppet string at the end of this second set. Whoppy Sprayberry charging out after pure saturation. Remind me next, you'll find this on my highlights list. I just loved the feelings that were invoked from that jam. So that's why I threw it on my highlights list. Very, um, very much about the feeling with that one of why it moved over. A cover of the Tyler Childers tune, White House Road, next. Covered only five times total. 
last time, July 24th, 2021 at Northlands in Swansea, New Hampshire. And like I just mentioned, the end of Puppet String would close out the second set. Encore this evening, two songs. And that's how you know the guys were having a great time. When I look at a set list and I see that, I'm like, the band was really feeling it that night. When I see two songs in the encore and one of them wasn't the closure of a tune from earlier in the night. Two standalone songs, not a song and then like the end of 1348 or a song and the end of Puppet String. If it's two full songs, you know that the band was just felt really great about the show that night. First up, Push the Pig and then Lacing Up Our Dancing Shoes one last time with Den. I tell you, Carl, there's a lot of people out there who have either band or, or they have a business or they're an artist and mm-hmm. they're, you know, they're looking to reach this music-loving, traveling music fan mm-hmm. kind of world, which can be elusive. Yes, they're dreamers. Yes, like-minded people. What better way than through Dropped Among This Crowd? If you, wanna, if you, wanna, if you have a podcast you want to create, mm-hmm. Sarah can provide a platform. She can, pli- she can provide um, promotion on social media. She can provide an engineer. Um, or if you want to advertise, or if you have any big idea, particularly with the artists, mm-hmm. you want to email Sarah at D. ATCmediacompany.com. She can provide, again, a platform for your podcast, social media promotion. Uh, she can even provide an engineer. Because, folks, you know, you want to reach fellow Umphreys fans or jam fans or music industry people or musicians or just people who love music and travel for it, or, as in the case with Stu on this, mm-hmm. foodies, mm-hmm. music-loving foodies. That's right. And if you all need any help with recipes, you need to get a hold of me. Yeah, you need to get Carl directly. But if you want stuff with promotion and social media savvy and a podcast platform, you want to email Sarah at DATCmediacompany.com. Sarah at DATCmediacompany.com. Correct. You want to know how to peel and cut an onion? You talk to me. That's Carl. You want to put out a podcast? You want to put out some material, some artistic expressions that that you want to get paid for, you contact Sarah J. And if you have old cassettes that you don't know what to do with, you send them to me, Rob Turner. <laughs> hey, this is Rob Turner. I hope you're enjoying this podcast on the Dropped Among This Crowd Media Network. But my friend Jimmy Knowledge and I also have a podcast on this network that we'd like you to listen to, don't we, Jimmy? It's called the Umphreys Wow Show. What we're doing, at least in this season, it, uh, we're perfectly willing to let the podcast evolve over the course of time. But season one, we're going through various old school Humphreys McGee songs and exploring them with comments from the band and from the listeners. Generally, we have a side A that's more of a general overview. And then we have a side B where Jimmy Knowledge signs even more than usual. Right, Jimmy? Tell them about side B. Side B is for the curious the folks that have their scuba gear on and are diving deeper into the improv world and and uh, a lot of the the gooey goodness that happens in in each of these songs they they all have a unique personality and we explore that the best versions of the song the the uh traces of where the song came from and the songs that came from improvisation out of these songs and then we have a metal round with a guest from 
the Umphreys world. And they each, Jimmy, myself, and the guest, pick their top three versions of said song. And then you, the listener, vote on them. And there is some waxing poetic. Not too much. Well, maybe sometimes too much. But we appreciate if you give us a chance and listen. It's the Umphreys Wow Show on Dropped Among This Crowd Media. Thank you, Sarah. All right. Finally this week, March 5th at McMahon's Crystal Ballroom in Portland, Oregon. The band has played at this venue 18 times. The last time, again, at the aforementioned last Pacific Northwest run prior to COVID, February 28th, 2020. And if you are a Patreon subscriber, perhaps you saw the funny backstage videos featuring street team member Chris Hogan from after this show in Portland. If you haven't checked them out, make sure you do. There's three of them on there. Uh, One with Bayless, one with Joel, one with Stasek and the guys from La Special. Just an awesome example of the exclusive content you will get when you are a Patreon subscriber. So if that's piqued your interest, head to patreon.com slash DATC Media Company to find out more. There is a lot of very cool stuff in the works coming for those folks over there on Patreon. And you're not going to want to miss it because you're not going to be able to see that stuff anywhere else. So check that out. On to this evening in Portland, warming things up with the walkout tune, There's No Crying in Mexico, walking very nicely and confidently into Cut the Cable. The debut of new tune Staircase would follow. And in case you missed it, the band recently dropped the instrumental version of that. Definitely give it a listen. On a pair of headphones would be my recommendation. It's very cool to hear all the different parts and some of the things that maybe you would miss when you're focusing on the lyrics. Standard version of Staircase this first time out, but very excited to watch this one grow up and how they're going to allow that one to stretch and expand in the coming months and years. Her Birdbath next, featuring a Love Supreme by John Coltrane Jam. That song never not rips. It's another one that I could just go on and on forever about. Um, I mean, her birdbath, come on. <laughs> uh, the Umphreys Wow Show guys uh, did two episodes on that too. And their guest for the medal round was Josh Kolke from Umphreaks Anonymous. So give that a listen. Also, very cool to get into the history of that one. Whistle Kids next with Born Under a Bad Sign by Albert King teases. Working itself all up and landing nicely into Higgins. Another very nice segue. This Higgins would find a spot on my highlights list. Slipping into something a little sexier after three minutes. Revealing more and more layers of itself as it continues to dance. Slacker would follow. You'll also find that on my highlights list. Dedicated to lighting crew chief Sweet Lou for his birthday. 
and he was actually also a guest here on the show a couple years ago um, in 2021. So I will link that if you are interested in giving that a listen. Taking a moment to map out its direction when it shakes off slacker proper very early on after two minutes, sinking in deeper as it continues. This one just gets nasty. And they have been doing slacker real proper. And I don't know about you, but when I see it on the set list, I'm like, that's going to be fire. I just know it. Ending the first set with Bad Friday featuring Steve Berlin and Sean McClain on saxophones. If you've been a listener of the show, you know how I feel about Umphreys with horns. <laughs> We'd see these fellows again a little later in the evening. Fun fact, the debut of Bad Friday on December 31st, 2013 would also feature horns with, of course, Mad Dog's Filthy Little Secret. Horns can be heard 14 other times on Bad Friday for a total of 16 of the 134 times it's been played. Finally this week, set two in Portland, kicking off with the silent type. And say what you will about this tune lyrically, it's a hell of a jam vehicle. Steve Berlin and Sean McLean on saxophones would join for the next two songs. Conduit and Attachments. I need more of both of these songs with horns in my life. I mean, I just love Conduit anyways, but please play it with horns more. I still keep saying that I would love to hear Jen Hartswick sing Attachments. There's just something about the idea of her singing those lyrics that just gets me going. I don't know what it is, but I just I feel like it would just be amazing. I mean, anything with Jen Hartswick is amazing. I mean, come on. But I don't know. Just something about her singing the, the lyrics for attachments. It's just, yeah, maybe someday. <laughs> this attachments here in Portland with Steve and Sean was standard, meaning no expansion or jam. Some more fun facts for you. Conduit has featured horns only one other time, December 31st, 2017 in Denver, Colorado, of course, with Mad Dog's Filthy Little Secrets. So like I'm saying, yes, let's have more Conduit with horns. And Attachments has featured horns three other times, January 20th, 2018 with Peter Apfelbaum. I hope I said that right. (laughs) On saxophone and Mike Maurer on trumpet. July 20th, 2018, featuring Chris Bowers on trumpet, Greg Sanderson and Josh Swartz on saxophone, and again on December 31st, 2018, with Mad Dog's Filthy Little Secret. The Floor next with Happy Birthday Tucked Inside, again for Sweet Lou, and a nice little In the Kitchen sandwich to round out this second set. The first half of this kitchen is where we would see the most expansion, stuffed inside looks, and a scapegoat. That goat I also threw on my highlights list. And I can't say it enough how just, it's amazing how comfortable they are with, you know, pretty much all the songs on Asking for a Friend. We're still waiting for Work Sauce. 
and there's another one I can't think of off the top of my head right now, but um, it, especially scapegoat, you know, small strides. It's so wonderful to see how comfortable they already are with that. Encore for this final evening in the Pacific Northwest, all in time. Steve Berlin and Sean McLean would come back out as they got into the jam. And this fun fact really blew my mind. All in Time has only featured horns one other time in its 572 times played. December 31st, 2019 with Mad Dog's Filthy Little Secret. And I had to check that a couple times to make sure that I got that right because I'm like, really? In 572 times played, All in Time has only had horns on it twice. That was pretty crazy. There you go. The more you know. It's like that thing from the 90s, the more you know. (laughs) All right, so that's everything I have for this week of the show. There are a bunch of links in the show notes for where you can check out the set list for the shows discussed, where you can give them a listen, and for anything else that I may have referenced throughout this episode. Also in the show notes, you'll find more information for how you can support DATC Media on Patreon. 14-day free trials are now available, giving you a nice taste of the content you'll have access to as a subscriber. And like I said, some very, very cool things are coming for those that are Patreon supporters. So check that out, patreon.com slash DATC Media Company. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll see you around these parts next week. Mad love.